Welcome to Dicey Stuff, the podcast about life, because, well, the dicey stuff is the realest stuff of our lives. Come along as Lois examines living as a Christian woman in this modern age. Time to roll. Hello, friends. My name is Lois Matson. Welcome to Dicey Stuff. I'm glad you're here with me today. I've been thinking about opposites and contrasts, things that are so different from each other that we have a hard time even explaining them or imagining them. Some distances are so great that we can't comprehend them. Distances like from the earth to the moon. I can't really conceive of that. Or the earth to the sun. Or the distance across the galaxy. That's just enormous. We're not talking about those kind of distances today. But we're getting ahead of ourselves here. First, let's talk about a shorter distance. The distance across the United States. I live on the West Coast. If you've traveled across the United States by car, you know it's a long drive from the East Coast to the West Coast. Sometimes, especially if you have small children with you, you think you're never going to arrive. East and West seem really far apart, and they really are. But now let's talk about a little greater distance. What about traveling east from the west coast of North America, where I live, across the land, across the sea, to Europe or Asia? That's a lot farther. Okay, so let's move off of Earth now. The distance to the moon is almost 239,000 miles. My brain, yeah, I can't comprehend that. And the distance to the sun, 93 million miles. What if we started looking at galaxy-sized distances, like between space objects? We don't even use miles anymore, because what good is a mile when you're talking about such a great distance. It's like one drop in the Atlantic Ocean. You don't even notice it. When we talk about these astronomical differences, we use the term light year. And that's how far light will travel in a vacuum in a year. And in miles, in case you're wondering, a light year is about six trillion miles. We can't wrap our minds around those kinds of distances. There are a few phrases in Psalm 103 that talk about vast distances. I want to read Psalm 103 for you today because it's beautiful. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, 
and abounding in steadfast love. He will not always chide, nor will he keep his anger forever. He does not deal with us according to our sins, nor repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his steadfast love toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. As a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place knows it no more. But the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. The Lord has established his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, O you his angels, you mighty ones who do his word, obeying the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all his hosts, his ministers who do his will. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. That's Psalm 103. So just how far is the east from the west? It's so far that we can't measure it. Not in miles, not in light years. It's much, much farther than the east coast to the west coast. It's much, much farther than the distance to the sun or to some other galaxy. I want you to imagine something with me. Let's have a little dream. You remember the little plastic cars in the game of life? Picture your car. You can make your car, in my daydream, any color, any style, but it's little and it's plastic. Jump in your little life car, rev up the engine, pull up next to me at the starting line. We're on the equator. We have the equator in front of us, and it's a blue line, and it looks kind of like the route on Google Maps, but it's straight and it's narrow and it goes out of sight on the horizon. If we travel east along that blue line, we will continue to travel east forever. There's always more east in front of us. This is how far our good God has removed our transgressions from us. That's what Psalm 103 says. As far as the east is from the West, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. By the perfect sacrifice of Jesus the Christ, our sins are sent in one direction and we are sent in another. We're on two different trajectories, sin and us, never to meet again. 
Another contrast in that psalm is the heavens and the earth. How high are the heavens above the earth? That's an immeasurable distance. Psalm 103 says, as high as the heavens are above the earth, that's how great his steadfast love is toward those who fear him. How great and vast is the distance from everlasting to everlasting? Everlasting to everlasting? That's how far the steadfast love of the Lord reaches on those who fear him. Those distances are immeasurable. Those vast distances show how very great the steadfast love of the Lord is. In King James translation, that word is mercy. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. That's a long way. Now, we've been traveling in our little plastic car, and traveling is thirsty business. Think of what someone who's driving their plastic car through the desert along the equator would pay for a single glass of water. This mercy, this steadfast love, this unspeakable gift is free. It's free and it's for you. In my Bible, The heading at the top of Isaiah chapter 55 says, The Compassion of the Lord. Listen to this beautiful invitation for all to seek the Lord in His Word. I want to read Isaiah 55 for you. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy, and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live and I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander for the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, 
so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Isaiah chapter 55 Who can buy anything without any money? But this scripture says, Come and buy, you who have no money. Come buy and eat. If you're thirsty, come and drink. Buy wine, milk, without money, without price. That's a contrast that we can't really grasp, but it's given to you for free. Salvation is full and it's free, and it's for you. God's ways are not our ways. There's a difference there. There's a contrast there. God's thoughts are not our thoughts. We tend to repay in the same way that we've received. We receive evil, and we return evil. We may return good if we receive it, but our good God has turned his face toward us. And he has given us good. His word brings life. It's food for our souls. Read it. Eat it. Digest it. Immerse yourself in it. Marinate your soul in it. It's so worth it. And I know in the throes of raising children and in the the busyness of jobs and life and baseball games and and sports that you have to bring your kids to, and everything that's going on, family obligations. Make a minute for God's word. You will never be sorry. Hear it. Hear the promises given for you, not anybody else, for you. The ways of the Lord are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And he has continued in his goodness to send his word out among us through the mouths of humans. Go listen to your pastor on Sunday morning. Go to your Bible study. Read the scripture. He accomplishes salvation in the hearts of his people. He brings forth faith in your hearts through that word, through that preached gospel. It calls us to repentance and faith, to sorrow over our sin and trust in the Lord for his goodness and his forgiveness of that sin. Pray for the success of the word in your heart, in your home, in your neighborhood, in your town or city, in your state, in your country, in our whole world. Our good God has triumphed over the powers of darkness. The world will see your light. You will bring hope in the middle of despair. 
when you have the word hidden in your heart. We say with the psalmist, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Thanks for telling your friends. I hope it brings comfort to you. I hope it brings sometimes a warning, sometimes knowledge, encouragement. We're here for each other. That's our purpose on this earth, is to build one another up. And I encourage you, bless the Lord. God's peace be with you today. Oh, hey, DSPS. Here's another contrast to think about. What about pride and humility? Those are opposites of each other. I'm going to read you a couple of paragraphs of something that Martin Luther wrote. He says, We should always be very careful not only to hear the truth that we are Christ's brethren with our bodily ears. We should feel and experience this truth in our very hearts. Then we shall never become overweening and conceited, but this fact will fill our hearts with wonder. FYI, I had to look up overweening because that's a new one to me. Overweening means showing excessive confidence or pride. So, in case you are wondering, he continues, True, pious, and godly Christians are always deeply conscious of their very serious limitations. In humility and modesty, they will begin to wonder how such miserable sinners as they are, drowned in sins, could ever become worthy enough to have God's Son as their brother. How does it come to pass that such a wretched creature as I am enjoys such a privilege? At the same time, such a Christian is amazed at this fact and meditates upon it. It certainly requires great effort to believe it. Indeed, if one actually experienced this fact for what it really is and involves, one would perforce have to die in that very instant. For man who is flesh and blood cannot comprehend this fact. As long as we live in this life, our heart is far too restricted to be able to grasp such a fact. After death, when our heart is enlarged, we shall be able to comprehend fully what we have heard through the Word. It's the Word. Always the Word. Sounds a lot like sinner and saint. And that's what we are. And that's as we walk. That contrast. Those opposites are within the one and the same person. Have a good day, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dicey Stuff, the podcast where Lois talks about this big dicey adventure called life. You're welcome to send your comments and feedback to Podcast at gmail.com. Please, if you would, 
subscribe and share. Until next time, roll on friends.